fatigue is a real thing. Are you exhausted because you're staring at a screen for eight to 10 hours a day? Well, you're not alone. We used to worry so much about being immersed in technology before we were working from our virtual offices. And now we are spending hours upon hours staring at a screen on a daily basis. Here in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio today, we have a digital strategist who's going to share everything she knows about what zoo fatigue is and how to counteract that. But if, but you know the drill. If you want to hear what she has to say and get her tips and tricks, you're going to have to stick around to find out. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Bartanian, an attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style and dressing them for success. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally on camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Hello, Virtual Nation. Thank you for joining us on yet another episode of Waste Up Wardrobe. And today we're going to be talking about a rather novel idea called uh, Zoom fatigue. It's novel because it comes along with everything we've been doing lately. And that is working from home virtually on a daily basis. And with us going globally from home, everybody, nearly everybody that's working from home is experiencing this. But first, I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank my producer, Rick Moscoso, who's always controlling everything that goes into this production. He is truly the person who makes this podcast go round. I want to remind you that we are on iTunes. And if you are so inclined and you enjoy the show, subscribe and download our episodes. And if you are willing to give us a rating and review, we'd love that to support us. Thank you for even considering that and being here today. And I want to remind everybody in our audience that Waste Up Wardrobe, the show and podcast, is a series of shows that helps entrepreneurs, business owners, and people who are working from home create a very successful Zoom room and Zoom office, one that they can be proud of and one that makes them show up in their best light. And it's not just about the clothes, because I know everybody out there is aware that I have my overarching business is Jade for All Seasons. That is a personal styling and image consulting company. But in Waste Up Wardrobe, I teach and give value to my audience in more about more than just the clothes. We talk about everything that goes into the Zoom box, mind, body, and soul, whether it's what you're wearing, whether how you decorate your set behind you, how you talk and show up, the body language, and of course, things like Zoom fatigue and other things that go into you really showing up on brand and as a dynamic person who knows what they're doing in their Zoom room. So today, we have a very special guest who is a digital strategist, and she knows a lot about this concept this trending idea of Zoom fatigue because she has seen people experience it and she really has a lot of tips of how to counteract it. So let me brag about her a little bit. Katrina German is an award-winning entrepreneur specializing in communications, technology, and digital strategy. She's a seasoned executive, leader and strategist 
who has reached millions of people through digital storytelling and online media. Through her 15 years in communication, she has worn many, many hats. Tech setup, a startup CEO, fundraiser, digital strategist, community manager, speaker, and trainer. Wow, lots of pedigree there, lots of great experience in the digital world. Katrina is in the CBC Future 40, under 40, has won the YWCA Women of Distinction Award for Entrepreneurship, Startup Canada Prairie Award, Prairie Award for Innovation, represented Canada at the G20 YEA Summit in Berlin, Germany, and she won the prestigious International Women in Tech Award for Women in Communications. Katrina is a strong believer in measured results, radical creativity, and using technology to improve workflow, of which showing up on camera um, in the virtual world is a part of. So please help me welcome Katrina German to the show. Hi, Katrina. Hi, how are you? Great. I'm so thrilled to have you here today. I mean, uh, when I first met you and you got talking about Zoom fatigue and the concept of that, it's so interesting. I wasn't really aware of that idea and concept, and then you brought it to light, and I realized you know, that is a really important topic because as we navigate this new world of being virtual, many of, many of us staying virtual long term, this is going to be something that we have to pay attention to. Don't you agree? Absolutely. So um, let me just kick off the show by really asking you to define what you found Zoom fatigue to be. What exactly is that? Well, it's an interesting term that's been coined, you know, rather recently as, you know, Zoom's only been around for a little while, but the number of searches each month has been going up like crazy since COVID hit because all of a sudden everybody's getting onto Zoom, as you, you know, explained in your introduction, and we're ending up with this issue of, you know, people basically just being exhausted exhausted after their day and we, we're all dealing with a lot anyway you know emotional a lot of external things but when you throw in trying to maintain a regular work schedule over a screen and people are feeling much more tired so there's several different symptoms that people are seeing just general exhaustion some headaches eye tiredness and these are kind of things that are specifically related to zoom itself but we can even make this topic a little more broad too and talk about like tech text right tech fatigue in general you know because everybody's all of a sudden having to be on their computer all day long instead of maybe what they had before which was breaking up the day with meetings and that sort of thing so it's interesting that you say that because really what we're experiencing is this continuous stimulation by technology, whether we are on a screen, you know, continuously from one meeting to the next, or, you know, using our regular technology that we use before we were, before being in a virtual setting was so popular. So it does wear on you. And let me ask you, like, when was the first time you got an inkling about Zoom fatigue being an issue? I'm curious because when you told me about it, I was not really aware of it. I knew I'd get tired of, of facing a screen all day long, but I, I just kind of wasn't aware. Yeah, well, I really found, you know, again, I've been kind of, I've been a digital strategist for years. So I've been, you know, doing a lot of meetings, being a part of the online world and communicating online. And so I've been dealing with tech fatigue and trying to come up with different tools for tech fatigue for a long time. When we all entered into this, this, you know, insanity of COVID and working from home, I really started to notice that I was having sometimes like, you know, six meetings a day for half an hour to an hour each. And by the end of the day, I was exhausted. Like, I felt like I could just go to sleep. <laughs> and, and it was, you know, again, we're all dealing with a lot of different things, but 
you know, once I started researching it, I started to realize that Zoom itself and just communicating with other people via video has so many advantages. You know, we, we're still maintaining our, our, you know, economy. We're kind of still moving forward a lot of businesses because Zoom exists. However, there are some downsides in that, you know, it, it can be quite exhausting for the individual to be using. Uh, that's exactly right. And I think as it becomes a growing trend, because here's the thing, even though we are, uh, you know, in a very novel time in history, you know, where, you know, this is 2020 and we are, you know, experiencing this work from home phenomena because we are having to due to the pandemic that 2020 has brought. I, I do truly believe that the virtual way of work is not going to go away. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's going to go away. We're not going to go back to the same way of doing business because what we found with the virtual working world is that it actually has a lot of conveniences too, right? So it's going to be a matter of balancing everything. So even though we are currently doing a lot of this, I still think that long term, we really need to think about these issues that come up as being in the virtual world, such as, you know, Zoom fatigue, and think about how we would counteract that and the negative effects. So I noticed you mentioned some physical impact, like, you know, headaches and and such things, but also mental things that can come up. So I know you talked about the exhaustion piece, but have you been able to quantify or have you, who have you seen this with predominantly? Is it a certain kind of person or are some people more susceptible to this or do you not even really know that? Or can you give us a little bit more information about the physical ramifications and also the mental ramifications? I know you went into a little bit, but more, yeah. more. Certainly. So basically, you know, there's just a lot of, you know, there, there has been, you know, it hasn't, I don't know if it's been you know, officially studied yet, but there's a lot of talk about it online. So you're, you're not really seeing a difference between men and women. I think it's just a matter of time that you spend online. And a lot of business people have gone from, you know, every once in a while, maybe having a Zoom meeting, uh, you know, into kind of consistent Zoom meetings. And there's, you know, there's actually some very interesting reasons that this is, you know, particularly Zoom is causing these issues. So the very first one is if we were in a meeting and sitting across the table from each other, we would not feel like we needed to just sit and stare directly at the camera or, or, you know, directly at that other person, or we were being rude. So we almost have this feeling when we're on zoom that we have to stay completely hyper-focused on the faces that are there. And that can be quite exhausting just to be, you know, just that focus. Because most often if you're in a meeting, you'll be, you know, glancing around the room, checking your watch, you know, that kind of thing. So just first off that, that the hyper-focus is an issue. The second part is that occasionally technology will cause delays. And so it might be a delay in the video or it might be a delay in audio. And that, you know, even if you don't even perceive it, it's a very tiring thing for your brain when it has to kind of come along and, you know, be like, hey, wait, there was a gap in that information or that sentence and it has to fill that in. And if you have a bad connection, that can even be more exhausting. And, you know, there's all the jokes like, hey, is this mic on? You know, your mic's mic's not on, you know, like... Uh, or you're frozen, you know, that kind of thing about all these are very common things that you say. But each of those things that, you know, are kind of adding this extra layer to just the, the, the general energy put out in a meeting, adding those extra layers of focus and, and being very clear also really contribute to that exhaustion for your brain. The third section that's sort of interesting too is body language. And when we're live with somebody and, you know, seeing them face to face, you pick up so much more information and are able to really understand, you know, 
very unconsciously things that other people are trying to say or connect or, or communicate. And when we're online on Zoom, we're not getting those same triggers. And so you're looking for them. You're kind of you're used to having a live conversation. It's, it's very close to a live conversation. However, your brain isn't getting the full stimulus to to be like, hey, this is, you know, I, I'm learning these pieces. So it's kind of constantly searching for these missing pieces that it's used to receiving and having this information and you know almost an energy flow as well you know when you're live compared to on a on a screen and so all of these pieces put together can really make it a very difficult thing you know for your brain and that's what causes a lot of dead exhaustion there's so much impact unpacking that answer it's like so there's so many different parts to it and i want to take them one at a time but before i move forward i want to say that amani is on here and she's saying this is a real interesting topic as people ignore the fact that employees cannot be on camera all day and need to focus. So that's an interesting point she brings up because as leaders of companies, right, are, are getting their their staff and their members of their team used to being on Zoom with clients and colleagues and, and others, they also have to be aware of this as leaders of how to minimize these effects of fatigue so that they can have their team and their employees be really productive. Do you have a take on that? Absolutely. It's crucial. And because it really is one of those things where Zoom seems like this wonderful, basically a solution to this issue that we can't be together in the same meeting rooms as easily as we could before. And so, you know, I think a lot of employers have absolutely embraced it and been like, hey, you know, like this, this is a great way to save money for travel, you know, all these types of things. However, when you're thinking about that productivity and how each individual is going to be processing a lot of this, you need to be considering that as well. And so and from the employer standpoint, you want to be thinking about how can you actually minimize the number of Zoom meetings, like make sure you're still having enough where people feel connected and your team culture is still being built. However, if there's opportunities to not have a meeting on Zoom or just you know drop a quick email <laughs> or have a phone call, those are the opportunities to take those opportunities because just understanding that it is, you know, you're exhausting your employees by just having that form of connection, you know, again, there are benefits to it. You know, there, there's a lot of people who'd be feeling very lonely from working at home, you know, by using Zoom. However, you know, so there is a there is a level of connection that does happen. However, being aware that when you take it a little bit too far, it can be very, very detrimental to people's health and well-being. That really makes a lot of sense. And Shanita is on right now and she is saying that I've wondered why I dread Zoom meetings, but it's the hyper-focus factor that causes this issue. And so that goes back to your your previous point that, you know, being the differences between being in a physical setting with somebody and being just focused on them on a camera, right? That hyper focus is that one difference that really makes a big difference as, you know, as a human being, like we're humans, right? And we're now using technology to communicate in every arena of our lives. So the hyper focus, the idea that you, you don't have the opportunity to read the body language. We had a whole episode on Waste Up Wardrobe mm-hmm. on body language, and it was fascinating. You know, talking about body language when it comes to the camera is kind of a different topic than when talking about body language when it is in person, because you pick up those like just subconsciously those cues that you mentioned. So it's those differences between being virtual with somebody and being in person with somebody. Are there, is there anything else that kind of, and you know what else too, it makes it stressful. So when you're not like, there's those delays that you mentioned in the broadcast or in the connection, that can be very stressful if you're doing an interview, if you're with somebody who is, you know, like your boss. Don't you agree the stress factor can also contribute to your performance and the way you show up? 
Absolutely. And, you know, just to add another element onto that too, where, you know, we're kind of picking on Zoom here just because it's <laughs> the phrase that's been happening. But there are a lot of different, you know, there's, you know, I find in my days, I bounce between Zoom to Google Meets to WebEx, you know, to all these different platforms. And each and every time I'm like, oh man, is this going to work? Am I going to be able to make this connection? You know, if the person is two minutes late, if you were having a regular meeting and someone was too late to two minutes late to your coffee, you know, you'd just be like, okay, not a problem. I'm going to sit and drink my coffee and wait. But when you're on Zoom, those two minutes or, you know, any video platform, those two minutes can just feel like forever. So there's a lot of these sort of, you know, there's this wider idea that it's, you know, kind of, you know, the technology itself is impacting our brain. But there's all these, you know, these rituals around having uh, meetings and connecting with people that are also being disrupted and being exhausting. And so that's something that, you know, we just need to be aware of and give ourselves a break and, you know, just be a bit more patient with ourselves and others when we're on online and trying to connect. And you make a really good point uh, that that I want to clarify with the audience. When I when I talk about Zoom, I'm actually improperly encompassing every way that we should appear on on screen, you know, whether it's live stream, Facebook Live or any of those other pl- platforms you mentioned as well as Zoom. So really, it's about how you're appearing and meeting and connecting on camera that we're really talking about here, not just exclusively Zoom, of course. And Tira uh, Jarvis is here and she's saying that she's really enjoying the topic. And she's saying that the need to set boundaries with Zoom meetings, just like any other demands on our calendar, like the suggestion to use Zoom when it's appropriate rather than the default is really important as we continue to navigate this world. And I totally agree. Do you have any thoughts to add on that? I 100% agree. It's one of those things too, where, you know, it's almost become the default. I love the way that that was phrased because that, you know, people are like, Hey, do you want to zoom? And in the past it'd be like, Hey, can we just have a quick call? Can we, you know, whatever. And so I think in a lot of ways we need to protect ourselves and protect our time and protect our energy. And a lot of times when you're like, Hey, do you mind if we meet on zoom or you get that invite for that meeting? Just had quick response saying, Hey, is it okay if we just have a call, you know, that kind of thing. And nobody's going to mind because everybody else has zoom fatigue too. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, and there are times when it's very nice when, you know, if you're meeting someone for the first time, you know, to have that human connection that, you know, the face to face as it is online. However, there's other times when it's just absolutely not necessary. A quick call, a quick, just even, you know, you just turning your, your cameras off and just having a conversation using the platform, you know, that's another nice thing is a lot of these platforms are free compared to phone calls, they can cost. And so, you know, if you want to be, you know, thinking about it in terms of, you know, joining this platform, being able to get your message across, connecting with people when appropriate, but also really protecting your own time and energy and not being afraid to you know, set some boundaries around that and let others know exactly where you need to be. That is going to be, you know, the trick forward for really making this work for you. That's really good advice. And it's interesting because you say, instead of getting on Zoom, let's let's do a phone call. Is it the idea of breaking up being on camera? Is it the idea of being on camera that is the the exhausting part? I'm trying to kind of pinpoint and, you know, of course, I might even need a psychologist or research to do this, but as just as a common sense thing, right? As because we know we have common sense. We are we, we do so much so we can really think about what it is. Like you said, instead of defaulting to Zoom, like Tiara was pointing out, picking up the phone and said, why is that less stressful? Mm -hmm. Or is it because it breaks up the staring 
at the camera for hours. Oh, I just think you're absolutely right. You're just breaks up that staring. There's a lot of preparation that goes into Zoom. You know, I had to do my hair today, you know, to be on video. And, you know, when, you know, if you're just sitting and looking at your day and, you know, in the past, if you're going to the office, you'd be doing your hair anyway. But there's just some days where maybe actually just having a phone call, you know, skipping that step is going to be something that's going to be a benefit for you. And so it really is, you know, it's not just that moment. It's also the... It's the, you know, the lead up to those moments, you know, and, and all the preparation that would go into that Zoom, that Zoom. So really, you know, even sometimes like Zoom, you know, there's going to be a meeting where there's going to be 10 people on it. And, you know, it could be it could be up to the person leading the meeting to say, listen, cameras are not necessary. This is sort of an information dump or, hey, we're having a conversation. That's great. But if you don't want to have your camera on, that's OK, too. So that's another thing that employers can do as well. Still use the platform. But if it's not necessary to have that camera, you know, don't bother. And, you know, and, and again, sometimes it is. You know, if you're running a group and you really want everybody to be contributing, that's great. And I'll say as a person who does a lot of training and such, it actually could be quite difficult to be training a group when you can't see people's videos and and that sort of thing and and see whether they're getting it and connecting with you. So there are different levels of it where you want to be thinking whether it's appropriate or not. But ultimately, if you can avoid, you know, using it, don't be afraid to say, hey, not today. I'm not doing my hair today at all. That that is really good advice. I, I I completely understand. You know, trying to get prepared for the camera is can be a feat. Not just you know putting your hair together, your makeup, and your clothes, but also how you're showing up. You know, and Chinita brings a good point up too. She goes, the concern of noise and activity from other individuals in the home is also stressful. And those are like the stress triggers, I think, that also add to the fatigue and exhaustion. So you have to worry about so many details when you're showing up on camera from a home office. And I think that that adds to, you know, that exhaustion that we're experiencing, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, you you speak a lot about your background, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And, you know, oftentimes, you know, people were kind of sent home, they don't particularly maybe have an office, you know, space that's kind of has the right backgrounds, that sort of thing. And I know Zoom offers, you know, fake backgrounds that are virtual and stuff, and those can be fun as well. But even setting those up are their own step, right? (laughs) So, yeah, so ultimately, you know, and, you know, in, in the past, you would just leave your house and not think about, you know, the dishes in the sink or whatever the case may be. And there they are right in the middle of your Zoom. And, and you know, and not only that, you're right, you know, cats, kids, uh, you know, just, you know, your, your regular living mess, you know, it's just, you know, there are all sorts of different factors in your environment that are also going to contribute, certainly. And I think it impacts our privacy as well. I mean, first of all, I, I talk a lot about appropriateness of background and set when you're when you're working from the virtual office. It is really important. Nobody wants to see anybody's bedroom. Nobody wants to be hearing toilets flushing. The reality is it's hard to counteract some of that stuff. It's not impossible, but it takes a lot of energy. It's the energy, right, that it takes. And, and, and it just makes people's lives harder. And as business owners, entrepreneurs, busy people, everybody's always thinking about how to live more efficiently. And suddenly, when you're working on camera, your efficiency level goes down because you have to think about so many details. So so those are really interesting things to talk about and to consider. And, you know, I always emphasize that this show, uh, Waste Up Wardrobe, is about more than just the clothes. Um, It's about your body, your mind, your soul. And that's why a topic like Zoom fatigue or, you know, the emotional effects of being on camera that we had an episode on are so relevant because we want 
the whole person to be functional, to feel efficient, to feel good, so they can be productive, whether you're an employee for somebody or, you know, working for yourself. And, and Tira adds a comment here, and I love all these comments coming in. Thank you for participating, because this is definitely a dialogue. This is an area, I believe, Katrina, that is just uncharted water still, right? We're still figuring it out. We're still navigating. And, and Tira is saying, She's, uh, this was kind of our next, uh, I think, point that we're going to make. What ideas can you offer to mix up the tempo of a Zoom experience? Very good question. And she continues to say, I am finding having a digital meeting uh, be an exact surrogate for an in-person meeting is just not cutting it. Thinking icebreakers. She wants to think about icebreakers. Really good points here. Things to up-level the energy, change the mood. Any ideas would be appreciated. And and uh, I don't know if, Katrina, you have any light to shed on that. But I, I know when I'm in conferences, you know, we have like MCs, like those long conferences that go on for a while, just getting up and moving and stretching. And sometimes even dancing to music is a good way to do it. But go ahead and tell me what you your thoughts are. Well, I've seen some, exactly to your point, I've seen some excellent things with music and, you know, people really having dance contests and something you kind of feel a bit safer, maybe having that type of thing going on when you're just in your living room. So there can be benefits to that. We just did a staff party online where we hired someone to come in and just do trivia. And we had a blast. It was a really fun time so that, you know, there's other ways of kind of using Zoom in order to connect with people. That's not necessarily about that, that face-to-face connection. You know, I think also, also too, there's something, you know, when you're, when you're on Zoom, it tends to be, I don't, I, maybe I'm the only one who experiences this. You seem to be, you know, quite focused. I want to get my point across here's the, what the meeting's for, here's what the outcomes are, like, let's move on. And taking that time to actually connect with people on a human level, I think can also be very helpful for, you know, in general, you know, how are you? <laughs> like, how are things going in your world? And taking that time for conversation as well, not just sort of to the to the business kind of, kind of stuff. Other than that, you know, I think some of the things that I've seen that have just been, you know, there to lighten it up is people fooling around with their backgrounds and kind of funny things that you can do in that virtual space there. You know, I love the idea, again, of music maybe you can sing together no (laughs) but uh, I think there's a lot of people who are out there who are really trying hard to spice up these virtual meetings you know know, there's a lot of things that are about to be learned but I know you know if you get more of a pro account you can do breakout rooms and things like that so you can have more one-on-one time instead of one you know to many time so you know so there are some things that you can kind of do if you're going to dive in like the back end of a lot of these platforms have some, some kind of neat things that you can do you know putting up polls, you know, things like that, that you can play with. And if you really do want to kind of spice things up a little bit, but it does require, you know, some some knowledge about how to do it and just some comfort level with technology. But, you know, it's, it's still, you know, for even those who are, are not as comfortable, it's actually reasonably easy to do once you get into the settings. Those are great, great tips. I, I love the idea of changing your backgrounds. Now, I'm an avid believer that you should have a great set behind you, especially if you're working, you know, meeting clients and so forth. But as an exercise, a fun exercise, like who can put up the funniest virtual background? Who's going to come up with the most creative background or, you know, things like that could be really fun. And I'm a big believer in games to make things lighthearted. So that's those are really, really great ideas. And thank you for that. So. So, you know, we, we actually have sprinkled this throughout our conversation, but I'm just going to just to to be a little bit more kind of round everything up and, 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 and give it to everybody out there in, in sort of a bullet list. So what are the, the ways to minimize 
and guard against this. Now, I know we talked about a lot of them, you know, like breaking up with the virtual backgrounds and music. But is there anything else we really haven't included as a tool to counteract the Zoom fatigue? Well, I think ultimately, you know, when you don't need your camera on, turn it off, you know, just give yourself a little break so you can look around the room. So again, we lose in that hyper-focused kind of request, you know, again, making decisions, just going through your calendar and being like, what needs to be Zoom? What would be better if I just did a phone call? Also, just minimizing the number of meetings that you're booking in general might be helpful at, at this time. Uh, just being aware of your energy and how much uh, how much you have to give to the world right now. But you know, so there's all sorts of different things you could be doing. Ultimately, though, it really is just about understanding yourself, realizing, hey, if you're getting tired, you know, just thinking about ways that you can start to minimize it before you get really tired or get a headache or kind of some of these next level things that are really like showing a depletion of energy. I think that I'm going to do an episode on fun and creative things to break up Zoom sessions or, you know, virtual conferences, because there's a lot of ideas flooding to me right now. And and this has been such a great informational and just kind of a, a great dialogue to have to bring awareness to this issue. So I, one of the questions that is interesting, do you think that company leaders, like the leaders of companies really understand that this idea of Zoom fatigue and are aware of it? so that they can help their 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 teams really get you know be productive by helping them with the zoom fatigue factor you know, I, I guess it would depend on the leader, certainly. And I know that uh, some leaders are going to be very conscious because they're probably experiencing it themselves, <laughs> whereas, whereas others are probably going to be less aware of it. You know, they're just sort of happy that work is continuing. So I think, you know, finding articles on this, there's a lot of articles and, and things being written. And, you know, just sharing it with your team and with your boss can be one of the best things that you can be doing to start this dialogue. And, you know, maybe doing it on a Friday afternoon when everybody's probably feeling a little bit of Zoom fatigue. And, you know, having that conversation is probably going to be one of the best things you can do to just get that across and start that conversation so that your organization is aware that this is an issue. And, you know, ultimately, it's going to be a better productivity. You know, it's, it's just going to be better for the business, for each employee, for the culture, if you can have an open dialogue and say, hey, I'm on this meeting, I'm listening, I'm here, I'm 100% focused, I'm just not going to stare hyper focused at the speaker for the next half an hour, but I'm yeah. here. It's like giving your employees a permission to really get that break so that they can be more productive and more efficient, really. So really being aware as a leader. And so you're right. It does depend on leader awareness. But I think good leaders always think about how to maximize productivity and efficiency. And and like you said, if they're experiencing it, they're going to understand that, you know, there's so many things that go into the fatigue piece. It's not just the mental fatigue that we're talking about today, but even physical fatigue. I mean, you know, just like you said, the eyes being seated in a certain position for a long time, making sure you're in the right chair. We did a whole episode on yoga moves you can do at your chair to break up, you know, being in that seated position all day long. And so I love this topic because it's it's really showcasing for the audience that Waste Up Wardrobe is more about than just the, you know, how you show up appearance-wise on camera, but it's really about giving people the tools to be able to protect their bodies, minds, their souls, and and also show up looking great. So, so yeah, I'm just so excited that you've been able to contribute to that. I see, I see this topic really becoming a, a more popular topic, and I think that we should all be talking about this. So, thank you for all this. Is there any questions, Katrina, that I did not ask you that you really must share with the audience? You feel very compelled to share with the audience. 
Well, I think it's, you know, I touched on this in the very first question. Uh, so I'm a digital strategist. So I love going in to the back end of Google actually and seeing, you know, how many people are actually searching for this type of a topic. And Google lets you see that through this, this tool called Keyword Planner. And it's great for market research, by the way, if you're if you're ever uh, looking for some, some extra information about how people are, what, what they're actually typing into Google when they're thinking about your business. And so when you look at Zoom fatigue, though, that particular phrase, it wasn't really used that much, you know, earlier pre-COVID, but you can actually notice a trend that's going like this. And so I do think we're at the beginning stages of these types of conversations. As I mentioned earlier, there are a lot of articles and discussions that are coming out around this but I do think it's going to become more and more prevalent over the next few months as people are diving in deeper and you know continuing to kind of work from home so you know it's 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 a new idea you know it's 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 but it doesn't mean that it's any less tiring or any less exhausting for people so opening up the dialogue sharing it with other people is going to be one of the best things you can do so that you can realize hey you're not alone your business is not alone your colleagues are not alone zoom is tiring and that's okay we just need to figure out ways to work around it Absolutely. And I just love that we are on the cutting edge of this information that we're giving to, to people and giving them tools really to, to, to use to, 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 to counteract some of these things. And I know that you so generously have this gift that you're going to give all the audience members that put in the comment box a hashtag up, uplift and shine. That's the hashtag you want to put into the comment box. Hashtag uplift and shine. It's on the screen because Katrina is has an offer for everybody that is a complimentary and very generous. So can you tell us what it is? Absolutely. So as I mentioned, I'm a digital strategist. So we mostly, we're the ones who are sending people to work on Zoom and on the computer and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so, but I would love to just offer anybody just a half an hour consultation. It's not directly related to Zoom, although I'm more than happy to talk about that for that half an hour. But really, you know, do you need something that you're trying to get an idea out there? And do you need some help in terms of what that can look like and what platforms to use and what type of messaging might be the best for you. So I'd be more than happy to have a conversation with people. I just, I love what you're doing here. And I know you have a very wonderful and supportive audience. And those are the type of people that we like to help as well. So please do reach out if you want to have a free consultation around your digital marketing strategy. The idea of Zoom fatigue is just something that you have been exposed to, you've researched because of, as a result of the work that you do, and you do so many different things when it comes to digital strategies. I'd love for people to connect with you and learn more about that. PK Odal is saying, I'm loving this excellent advice, and she put in the hashtag uplift and shine. She's taking up on the offer, um, and uh, Tira Jarvis as well, and so is Shanita. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward for them really to, to get to experience your genius in all these different arenas. So thank Thank you for that and for enriching our audience and for making the show even better and better. So thank you for being here. But before we conclude today's episode, we always wrap up with the weekly with the Waste Up Wardrobe weekly wrap up. And that basically boils down to four key things for the audience. The first thing is what's the most the major takeaway here, Katrina, if people take away nothing else, what should they have learned today? Zoom fatigue is real. And you can, you can, you can control it. And, uh, you know, being aware of it is that very first step and thinking about your energy, what you want to be, you know, how you want to be showing up is just fine. And asking people to make adjustments is great too. As I mentioned, you know, if you want to go even a bit further, you know, outside of Zoom fatigue and into sort of this idea of general tech fatigue, you know, there's a lot of things you can be doing as well. Um, you can even, you know, Turn off your phones, turn off all your notifications. And I know that sounds terrifying, but it can really be helpful uh, for moving things forward. So I guess the biggest takeaway is how do you protect your energy when everything is so digital? You know, 
your 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 attention is one of your biggest commodities. Where are you putting it? And uh, making sure that you're protecting yourself and uh, not getting too tired just because this is the way we have to communicate right now. I love that point because I always say that um, you know. Uh, some of the biggest, most important commodities in, in our lives is, you know, of course, money and time. And now we can add to that list energy, mm-hmm. you know, where we put our energy. So that that really um, is very cohesive with that idea that we have some commodities that are very that we're very protective of. And energy is definitely one of them at this point since we're so digital right now. So any tips, any specific tips that you can give the audience? There's quick two or three tips that you think could benefit them. Sure. Ask if you can have phone calls, (laughs) turn off your notifications and don't be afraid to turn off your camera if it feels right and still be there, be focused, be listening, you know, let people know you're listening, but you don't have to have your camera turned on at all times. That's a good point. I always feel awkward doing that because I don't want people to think I'm disrespecting, you know, the, the event. But I can I can see if you if you communicate that properly, that that people start understanding, especially that everybody's experiencing it right now. And how about is there any tools out there that can help the audience really maybe research Zoom fatigue more and, and, and help counteract it? I think ultimately there's so many, you know, just Google, just if you do a Google search on Zoom fatigue, you will have so many articles that come up with all sorts of advice. And so ultimately, again, just being aware of it, being protective of your time. And, and those are basically the, the main tools. And again, don't be afraid to turn off your camera. Being sort of anti-Zoom is your biggest tool. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I would say just from everything you've discussed with us, with us here today, that your action item would be just like, you know, that self-care, that self-preservation of energy, right? To really think about that and as an action item to break it up a little bit, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And, you know, take take out your phone right now and take out your, your schedule and be like, which of these are, are scheduled as Zoom or video, you know, calls and which is that necessary? And don't yeah. be afraid to send messages and say, hey, can we just have a call instead and start the new year off fresh when you're setting up all those meetings and, you know, just just let people know I'm going to call you instead. And uh, I think you'll find that people will be quite receptive. You know, and one thing I started doing, Katrina, is I started really not taking more than two Zoom calls a day because sometimes my calls go like two or three hours. And I found, you know, because I was getting zapped, my energy was getting zapped that I wasn't really that I wasn't being present for the person I was talking to as as best I could. So I just started saying I'm only taking two Zoom calls a day and everything, you know, and just working administrative stuff around that or other calls or things like that. So so limiting it is def- is definitely important. So. Thank you so much for all this information. Thank you for being here. Thank you for elevating the Waste Up Wardrobe show. And there you have it, Waste Up Wardrobe Nation. We have now discussed that key thing that we experience called Zoom fatigue and that everybody's really experiencing it. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in. And next week, we are going to be here in the very same place, very same time, where we are going to be talking about your smile and your dental care. It's a form of self-care. It's really important for the camera so that you can have that impeccably glimmering smile. We're going to be talking about tips and tricks to have that perfect smile. So join us next week, same time, same place, and invite a friend.